Hey everybody, you are listening to the Accelerate Performance Lab podcast, hosted by Accelerate's Director of Experimental Science and Social Media Manager, Riley Witt. You are about to hear from some of the world's leading experts in sports performance and human optimization. From elite scientists to world-class coaches, this is the place to be to accelerate your performance. So, as always, sit back, buckle up, enjoy the ride. Here we go. In this episode of the Accelerate Performance Lab podcast, I share tips and tricks to help your perform at your best. Today, we're going to be talking about recovering quickly between races, especially when you have multiple races in one day. Whether you're a seasoned runner or a first-time competitor, racing multiple times in a day can be a real challenge. But with the right strategies, you can recover quickly and perform at your best. In this episode, I'll be sharing the latest scientific research and expert advice on how to hydrate, refuel, and anything under the sun to help you recover quickly and perform at your best. Whether you have a double workout day or double race. I had some scheduling issues with the scheduled guest this week, so this podcast will be a solo episode. In order to get this episode out to you in a promptly manner and stay on our weekly upload schedule, without further ado, please enjoy the show. So you want to know how to double, double workout, double race. While I might not be an expert on this topic, I've definitely done it a couple times in my past. I was from a small school, so I had to double, triple, quadruple, multiple times a week. Um, I, I don't regret that, but it was tough and it helped me learn a little bit now. Um, you might also not want to listen to me because I just had a double this weekend. Uh, I ran a mile. Uh, that was my primary event, and then I came back for a 600-yard. I didn't run super well in the 600-yard. I think I was just gassed from the mile. It was a lifetime best for me in the mile, so that could be part of the issue. But hopefully you'll be able to learn a thing or two from this episode. So I guess we'll jump right into it. I have a list I made right before this show. Like I said, um, I scheduled podcast guest backed out on me last minute so preparation for this episode was limited and most of this information is coming straight from my dome so i have a list right here in front of me of seven different things that i wrote down that came to mind when i was thinking of doubling it's just my anecdotal procedures that i do when i want to double at my best ability backed up by scientific research so the first one on my list is lactic acid buffering so before I get ahead of myself, these items on my list are actually going to be in chronological order. Um, so the first two are going to be items or supplements, I guess, that you should take before your race. Then the third item on my list is going to be something you could take before and you could take after or like in between your two races or three races or four races, whatever. And then the last four items on my list are things you're going to do after your first race and in between your second, in between your second and third, in between your third and fourth, or even after your last race of the day as well. So like I said, the first one on my list that you're going to want to do before your first competition is three different supplements, or I guess it's two different supplements that buffers lactic acid. So the first supplement that I'm going to prescribe, not prescribe, but recommend to you is sodium bicarbonate. So you're, you're probably like, hmm, sodium bicarbonate. I've actually heard of that before. Um, where's that coming from? It's actually baking soda. If you're well in tuned with the science of running, you've probably heard of sodium bicarbonate loading before, um, and you're, you've been hesitant to try it, or maybe you've tried it in the past. And sodium bicarbonate is used to buffer lactic acid because it's a, it's a very, very basic food. So when you accumulate lactate, hydrogen ions also flood your bloodstream and mix with the lactate, causing lactic acid 
which is that burning sensation in your legs. So when you're taking sodium bicarbonate or baking soda, you're taking that in order to reduce that burning sensation. So the general recommendation for sodium bicarbonate loading is 0.2 to 0.5 milligrams per kilogram of body weight. I would like to say it's probably around 0.3 to 0.4 is what I would take. Let's say you're a 100 pound person and you're taking anywhere between 0.3 to 0.4. So that's either 30 to 40 milligrams of sodium bicarbonate. So it's kind of a lot of sodium bicarbonate. And that's the issue with that supplement is that it's a decent amount. So it's causing a lot of gut distress. You're gonna be burping um, and it's just not gonna be a fun experience. So one way to get around that is by breaking up the dosage into smaller and smaller increments in longer and longer durations away from your race. So instead of taking it all two hours before your race, you would split it up into smaller dosage and take that every hour on the hour or every 30 minutes on the 30 minutes, eight hours out from the race. Another way to get around this gut distress is by using transdermal sodium bicarbonate, which is a lotion. I actually have a bottle right here, which is which is called PR lotion. The brand is Amp Human. That is just something you'd put on your legs 20 to 30 to 40 minutes before your race, and it's supposed to do the exact same thing as sodium bicarbonate without the gut distress. Now, I would recommend doing both of them. So you would load sodium bicarbonate while also applying the topical lotion. Um, you could probably get away with a lower dose of sodium oral sodium bicarbonate and just combine the two for a one-two combo. On the same topic of lactic acid buffering, one other supplement you could take is beta-alanine. Beta-alanine is a supplement I've been taking for multiple months now, and I would like to say I could feel the effect, but it's hard to tell without concrete scientific data. Beta-alanine is a non-essential amino acid Acid that only starts working it's a little it's a little different than sodium bicarbonate because it only starts working when you load your muscles to a certain extent so the serving size for my beta alanine container says three grams and you'll only start seeing the effects of beta alanine when your muscle saturation is 170 grams so you'd have to be taking you'll, you'd have to be taking this supplement for around 50 to 60 days until you see the benefit and then once you hit that threshold you can lower the dosage and just keep taking it indefinitely so beta alanine is a supplement I would recommend for any endurance or middle distance runner for sure. A little disclaimer before I move on to the next topic. None of this advice is, is medical advice in any way, shape, or form, and anyone that has Accelerate does not recommend or endorse taking any supplements. These are just supplements that I take. This is for informational and educational purposes only. So the next piece of the puzzle before your race or before your workout is a vasodilator. So this will also come in the form of a supplement. Any vasodilator on the market like beetroot, pomegranate, any type of dark, typically dark red fruits that contain nitrates that turn into nitric oxide that dilates your blood vessels. The dilation of your blood vessels is important because we all need blood. And what vasodilation essentially means is your blood vessels or your veins are getting larger and more blood volume can flow through those pathways. So that the bigger the road, the more lanes on your highway, the more cars can go down that road. So the bigger we can get those with obviously being safe and healthy, the better it will be for your performance and for your recovery post-run. There are a number of different natural and synthetic nitric oxide boosters on the market. Make sure to check all your rules and regulations for your sport, but I take the Titan Nutrition Superfood Reds powder, and the sole purpose of that is just, just again, boost nitric oxide production and dilate blood vessels. 
we now have our blood vessels dilated and our lactic acid buffered, as much as we possibly can at least. So the next on our list is energy. We need a stimulant. In order to perform at our absolute best with the rules and regulation of our sport, we need a legal central nervous system stimulant, the most common of which is indeed caffeine. I won't spend too much time on this topic because I believe that most people listening to this podcast at the moment has either taken caffeine in the past or knows the benefits of this drug. And yes, it is a drug. It's one of the most common drugs in the world, and it is very effective. According to the scientific literature, you can can achieve up to 3 to 4% increase in aerobic performance with this drug. Make sure your dosage is appropriate to the sport and regulations of that sport. I was having microphone or audio issues, so hopefully this makes it a little bit better. Uh, I should be able to fix most of the, the issues with After Effects, but hopefully this part of the audio is, is better than the previous stuff. Um, but we've covered most of the supplementation that I wanted to go over, and now we'll go into what you should do in between your races in order to feel as fresh as possible later on. So the first item on my list to do in between races is to flush out metabolic waste products. So what do I mean by metabolic waste products? Well, primarily what I'm talking about in this context is CO2 and lactic acid. So how should we get rid of that? The most common way and most well-known way to do that would be to get a good cool down in. So right after your race, after you're done laying on the ground, go ahead and stand up and, and get right into your cool down. Try and jog for at least 10 minutes. That will give your body adequate time to combust as much lactate as possible without getting too tired from extra volume. The next and more fancy way to remove some of these metabolic waste products is compression boots. Between my mile and 600 yard, I went into our trainer's room and used our Normatec recovery boots. The Normatec recovery boots focus on athletic recovery, leveraging the science of blood flow. Your circulatory system delivers oxygen, nutrients, and hormones to every cell in your body. Simultaneously, this complex system removes metabolic waste products such as carbon dioxide and lactic acid that I said earlier. The compression of these boots starts at your toes and works up to your hips, flushing out all of these waste products. Now, you may be saying, I do not have the boots nor the money to buy these boots, so what is your next best option? The second best option, in my opinion, is elevation of the legs. What the Normatec boots are doing is just recirculating the blood, so the best free way of doing that is putting your legs on an elevated surface or putting your hips at a 90 degree angle with your feet up against a wall. This should help facilitate the drainage of blood down towards your heart, which causes it to recirculate and get rid of these waste products. A good rule of thumb for timing on this is to elevate your legs until your feet start to tingle or fall asleep. While your feet are elevated, it's a great time to incorporate the fifth and sixth item on this list, which are HRV regulation and fueling. So fueling is the most obvious of which, where you want to start eating something. You may not be hungry just because of the divergence of blood flow to your legs instead of your stomach, but you should eat something just to top off your glycogen stores. If you were to ask any dietitian, they would probably prescribe you a food with a 4 to 1 carb to protein ratio, and I'm going to kind of disagree with that and just say you're going to need straight carbs. So 
anything like honey, a honey stinger, fruit snack, glucose gummies or glucose tablet, or even a glucose gel. Remember, the goal here is not health, it's performance, so sugar is good in this instance. So you currently finished your race, hopefully had a massive PR, you, you just cooled down, ate something, and have your legs against a wall. So now, with your legs against the, your wall, you might as well be doing something productive that's going to help you prepare for the next race. This is where the sixth item on your list comes in. The sixth item is HRV, or heart rate variability regulation. You may be saying, Riley, I do not care just tell me what to do to recover in between races um, but you do need to know a little bit of the science behind the mechanism to understand fully and incorporate these techniques properly so I'm recording a podcast later all about HRV, so I won't dive too deeply into the topic, but all you need to know is that it is the best way to measure nervous system fatigue. So if we're able to measure something, we're usually able to control it as well, and that is the case with HRV. So you're sitting there with your legs up on a wall, again, without going into too much detail. You want to do deep, relaxing breaths in order to decrease your heart rate while simultaneously increasing your HRV. These breathwork techniques can include residence breathing, box breathing, and a number of others. You can sit there with your headphones in and search a YouTube or podcast with these types of breathing and follow along to increase your heart rate variability and decrease your heart rate. This will leave you more ready when the gun goes off for your next race. For the last thing on my list, it's not really in chronological order because you could do this technique anytime in between your races. The last tip is temperature regulation. So one of the inhibiting factors when you race is temperature. So after a race, you want to drop that temperature as fast as possible to a healthy, cool range. One way of doing this, and it's the way that I used in between my races this weekend, was jumping in a cold shower. So luckily we have locker rooms attached to our field house. So after a cool down, I went right into the cold shower and took a five minute cold shower. It's not that unpleasant once you're already warm and you're not getting much of a hormonal response because you're not really uncomfortable and it's primarily just for dropping your temperature. So you could jump in an ice bath or cold shower if available or in indoor season it's typically cold outside so you could spend a few minutes outside either cooling down or just standing outside. Another effective way of cooling your temperature down quickly is by exposing your hands, feet, or face to cold water or a cold surface. The interesting thing about your hands, feet, and face is they have a special type of skin that the blood skips your capillaries and goes straight from arteries to veins. Again, you probably don't care at all, but this is important because it means that you can cool your body off or your body dumps the most heat out of these areas. You can use or leverage this information by dipping your hands and feet into cold water or holding a cold water bottle. This is a very effective and cheap way of cooling your body rapidly. Well, I think that covers just about all that I wanted to say on how to recover quickly in between races in order to perform your best even when you have to race multiple times within a short period of time. In this episode, you learned all about the best supplements to buffer lactic acid before your event, the best supplements to dilate your blood vessels, 
and help you increase blood flow. You learned about the best central nervous system stimulant, as well as techniques to flush out metabolic waste products. You also learned the importance of temperature regulation, heart rate variability regulation, and proper nutrition in between races. I hope that you learned something from this podcast, and I apologize again for not having a guest on to make my conversation a little less awkward, but I had to make do for this week, and I'll make up for it next week. Again, I hope you guys enjoyed the show, and if you did, please leave a five-star review on iTunes, and let us know if you have any questions, and send them to the Accelerate Performance Lab Instagram page. Thank you guys again for listening, and let me know if you use any of these techniques and they work for you.